0: One's from the trailer park, once from
1: the farm,
0: rings on their fingers, no babies on their arms, taking life with a grain of salt and light, living, loving, laughing, we're having a good time, nothing too deep won't tell you how to vote, two stand-up comics with stories from the road, we're cutting up. Loving, We're having a good time.
1: All right, uh, welcome to the "We're Having a Good Time" podcast. Uh, I almost knocked the microphone off the table when I said that, but uh, it's, I'm excited to be here. I'm here with my co-host Connor Larson. Hey, I'm uh, I'm Hannah for the week. I'm Connor Larson. Very excited to be part of the podcast. Yes, and it's exciting. We've been traveling a lot. Hannah's tired, and. Uh, and I had Connor coming in anyway, so I thought, why not just have Connor do the whole podcast? I'm going to do the best, the best I can. We're going to make it work. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, we got, uh, we got a lot going on. This is week five of the How to Become a Comic series, and we're gonna, this, this is going to be the starting your own show, yeah. which a lot of people want to do, but a lot of people don't do right.
0: There are a lot of ways to mess it up. Uh, so yeah. It's quite, quite remarkable.
1: And I have a lot of ideas on how to run a good show. Uh, because I've been a part of a lot of shows and I've ran a few. but uh, I haven't really I ran I run one now, but it's at a comedy club. And the comedy club, Zanie's, makes it so easy. Yeah, and your your show is sort of like a different tier of show when you're you know
0: where I'm at a little bit of a lower level, you're starting different types
1: of shows. You know? but they're all great. Yeah. yeah, they're all great. So that's what we're gonna talk about. but first, uh, Connor, if you don't know, is a comic here in Nashville, from Tampa, Florida. Yeah, well, Sarasota, right below Tampa. But lived in, yeah, lived in Canada for a while. I did. So, you know, um, you know, practically, we're going from one Canadian host to the next. Canada.
0: So I was there about six, seven months, so I think I understand the country as well as Hannah. Yeah, I would say.
1: well, I just got back from there for I did a weekend oh, yeah. in Canada, so I practically am Canadian. Canada as well. in
0: the summer, you're like, why doesn't everyone live here?
1: It's amazing.
0: And then you go any other time, and you're like, oh, yes, that's
1: why. Yes, but in the summer, great time. Well, uh, I just got back, but let's go ahead and do the where we've been, where we're going segment. Where we've been, where we're going. Where they gone. Where they been? Where they going? Where, where they been? Where we're going, where we've been. Absolutely. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll, where I've been, I went to L.A. last week. I uh, had a couple of meetings uh, with people to talk about TV shows. Hopefully something pans out. I talked with some people about a cartoon Ooh. and about a TV show. And, uh, you know, best case scenario is they go, we want them both. <laughs> and then I become very busy and hopefully... Very rich, yeah. Then and, I can uh, it on this podcast. Right, if that right. happens. Very rich is relative. I would probably still be uh, not a one percenter. You know, not very rich, but cartoon money. Yeah,
0: I don't know how much that
1: is, but I bet it's more than you know. Almost any amount of money makes me feel rich. <laughs> yeah, <You laughs> I know think what that's mean? a
0: good standard. To have. Yeah, you're like yeah. I feel pretty good no matter what.
1: Yeah, I was at my dad's house. I drive a I have a Toyota Corolla. Uh, and it looks new and shiny. It's a 2016. But I was at my dad's house for Fourth of July, and he had all his friends there, and everyone, even the women, they all had jacked up trucks and SUVs. And I have the smallest car there. Yeah,
0: and you spend so many, so much time on the road. Yeah, part of your job is travel, and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna get just a normal
1: regular right. car. But I would have loved one of those trucks.
0: Yeah, actually, do you I think it be a
1: good road car? Uh, prob- well, it, it depends. Not for money wise. Yeah, but, but it'd be a lot better time. Oh, yeah. I drove a suburban through uh, Montana. So great.
0: Our friend uh, Aaron Weber has a van. Yeah. What is he, 20, 27, 28, got a van, and I've never been more like wrong. When he got it, I was like, that's ridiculous. And then we did one trip in it, and I was
1: like, he made the right call. It was yeah, like great. I did a trip in a van early on in comedy. Yeah. Me and some friends, we rode up from Charleston to Annapolis, Maryland, or somewhere around there. Yeah, uh, we didn't go to Annapolis this time, but we went. We went to like we took a like eight ten hour trip to do like a VFW. I okay, mean, we were
0: that's that's a that's a gig. We were hard up
1: for some gigs. Yeah, yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, but we drove a van. It was, was awesome. It,
0: yeah, it, once you
1: do it, like I was kind of mad that Aaron took me because now I'm sitting in my car and I'm like. There's no space. Yeah, you set up hot... High- that's where a Suburban comes in, where it's like all the benefits of a van, but you still get to be cool. And no one goes, you own a van? You know right. what I mean? It's like a... It's a different... I think Tony Soprano drove a Suburban, so
0: ever since then, I've been
1: like, that's a great car. Oh, yeah. It is a hot car, Suburban. Especially going 80 miles an hour through mountain roads in Montana. Yeah. Because you can go 80. Yeah, well, there's nothing
0: else... Where is it? The, the speed limit jumps in Texas too, and you're like,
1: yeah, it's like 85 in Texas, which means you can do
0: like 92,
1: yeah, like, and not get pulled over. You can just cruise. It's pretty great. Yeah. So, uh, so where I've been, I went to L.A. and then I flew from L.A. to Detroit because Hannah was driving up from uh, Nashville, so she picked me up in Detroit, and then we went into Canada and then on up to Peterborough. Right. So I was up at 3 a.m to uh east uh pacific time mm-hmm. to get on a plane and then flew and then got into peterborough at like midnight eastern time.
0: Oh, so you like lost time.
1: I lost some time. I don't know, it was a confusing day. Yeah. But I had a good time. We had a great time in Canada and then yesterday we drove back 13 hours jeez from canada that's why hannah's tired yeah that's a long that's a pretty long drive (laughs) i mean i'm tired too but i gotta i and then uh so what about you where where you been so the uh this last weekend did local stuff but the weekend before i was
0: at the comedy catch in chattanooga and i'll actually be back there in august to uh feature for jen cobert which i'm very excited about comedy catch is great yeah, Cattanooga is like a weirdly fun uh,
1: little scene. I hadn't been out there a lot, but it's like it's such a short drive. And then you yeah. go, and it's like, well,
0: oh, the comedy catch is a
1: pretty cool club. Yeah, the comedy catch can be weird the first time you do it. Yeah. Because the stage is really high, the light's really bright. They have you on TV yeah. like, directly to your
0: right. So you're looking at the crowd, and out of the corner of your eye, there's a giant
1: version of you. Yeah, if stage. you look over there, you see yourself doing comedy, which is not really what you want. No, not the way I do it.
0: And and there was one guy I saw kind of get lost in it. Like He kind of forgot and then we're all having this moment watching him watch himself oh yeah. yeah
1: yeah but I love the comedy catch I've been there lots of times but the first time I was like wow this is hard yeah, it's going to be my first, uh, my first weekend feature in there in August, and I'm
0: pumped, man. All the shows I've done there so far have been great. The crowds are real fun, but it is a bit of a, like, the stage is high to a point yeah. where you feel kind of kind of naked. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I like it. It's high and thin. Yeah. So there's not really a lot of room to go back. You feel like the crowd has cornered you. Yes. And you're yes. like, well, we better make this work because yeah. they are here. But the staff is great. The uh, the owner is great. Um, I, I'm sure he gave you the same spiel. But when you walk in, he's like, uh, "Don't mess with the waitresses." Yeah. Don't talk about college football.
0: And, yeah, which is weird because Chattanooga like doesn't even have a, a college team, right? But I, I think
1: guess. what's weird, they had a fight there one time. Did they over really? college football? Because it's located so close to Georgia, so close to Alabama, so you get the Tennessee fans, Georgia fans, Alabama fans all yeah. coming together.
0: That happens a lot in the South. I didn't realize that, but it, I did it at Stand Up Live. I said something about football, and I like the crowd just started screaming at each other. They get fired up. They really do. It's pretty impressive.
1: That's why I, I like to do my Alabama joke in Huntsville. Oh, that's a great joke. Not in Birmingham. Yeah, do they? Do they? What are they in Birmingham? Well, Birmingham, it's mostly Alabama fans. I get that. They because won, they they, won they have University of Alabama at Birmingham. Oh, so they I have won. one in Tuscaloosa and then one in Birmingham. Okay. So they get fired up. Yeah. And I'm not trying to I'm not, not trying, trying to, to get fight. into a fight and stardom in Birmingham. No. I had a guy uh, I saw a guy bring
0: up a guy recently. And he this guy went to like I don't know, he went to the rival school and that was his intro. He goes, This guy went to the rival school and he starts booing him as he came up and I was like, Yeah, this is I just oh, want yeah. To stay out of this whole world.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the stardom's scary anyway. I have a good time there too, but yeah. it can be scary it's so big, it can be a scary place.
0: Yeah, big big giant rooms like that. You're like, ooh, all right, better make this work. Yeah. And then for the where I'm going, I'll be uh I'm in Knoxville tonight. This podcast will not yet be out by then, so that's uh, not good info. But I'll be in Atlanta uh, all weekend. I got shows Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Easiest way to find that since they're all independent shows, just finding me on Instagram and
1: great. find show details. Atlanta well. is a great example of independent shows. What about uh, – where where can they go? Oh, if you want to find, like,
0: details for the shows, uh, just find me on Instagram or Facebook. Instagram, it's Comedy. C-O-N-N-O-R-L-E-R-S-E-N. No website. I do have a website. Same website. Uh, dot com.
1: Yeah. Trying yeah. to get it all under one name. That's what I like to do, too. we got yeah. the website, DustySlay.com, also. But that has everything. You know, I have the podcast, the schedule, the... Uh, social media, Yeah, great merch. I bought some merch. Yeah. But, well, I hid the store.
0: Did you hide the store? Yeah,
1: I got tired of... Well, somehow, some people are still finding it. I think it's because I send it out in the email list. So if you want to get the store, subscribe to my email list, and yeah. then I'll send you that. But I, a lot of people were ordering stuff, which is nice, but I was traveling a bunch. Yeah. So I'd leave on a Tuesday, and I'd get an order on Tuesday. And then I wouldn't be back till next Monday. And And then I got into a fight with some people at the post office, and I get into arguments with them. Well, the post office draws it out, I think. Yeah. Well, you know, they they send me these boxes, like, um, I don't know what it's called now, but it's a certain box that you buy at the post office. Yeah. It costs a certain amount of money, and then you ship it Mm -hmm. for that cost. But once somebody shipped it to me, My feeling is now this is a regular box. This (laughs) is turned into a regular box.
0: It is transformed.
1: But they want to charge me the same price for it every time. And I'm like, no, this is a regular box now. Yeah, we already did the thing. Now it's just my box. So I turned it inside out (laughs) and took it back in. And it worked. But then I I was so mad at them. I looked it up because I was going to complain about it. Yeah. But apparently it's like a federal offense to mess with mail. Mess with that box. And I had no idea. So if the. Feds are listening. Yeah, uh, I didn't know at the time.
0: Yeah, there's. I think the, you know. I don't think the feds are listening. I hope.
1: I hope. I yeah. mean, that would. They really don't have a lot to do. If the if feds they,
0: are I, rate and subscribe, is what I would say. Yeah,
1: if they're listening, I hope that they're listening because they're like, I'd kind of yeah. like to get out of this fed thing and get I, into yeah. comedy. I'm thinking about leaving this federal
0: job to do open mic comedy. Yeah, which I will tell you is a bad idea, but you should do it if it's your dream. Yeah,
1: do it. Get out, Have some fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you won't do an open mics, but maybe yeah. later. Tomorrow. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, you know. All right, so I'm going to New York tomorrow. This podcast should be out Tuesday morning. That's the plan. So I'll be going to New York. I'll be doing a few shows at the New York Comedy Club. Then Wednesday, I'm going to be back at the Tonight Show. Whoa! This is the first I'm announcing it. Very exciting. Uh, I may have by the time this podcast comes out, it may be already announced on Facebook. But it's very exciting. It's not a secret because people have been finding me on the TV Guide and messaging me. <laughs> people like last week were like, congrats on the Tonight Show. I'm like, how did they find – I didn't even respond. I was like, how did they find out? TV Guide has no respect for Yeah. And then after that, I'll be going to the Pittsburgh Improv. I haven't been to the Pittsburgh uh, – to the city of Pittsburgh in a lot of years. I went there to a Latitude 360 a while back. Great time. It was February. It was sold out. Um my shows so far are not sold out. There are uh, sadly ticket, sadly, and excitedly tickets available at every show, and I'll be doing six shows. Yeah, come check them out. One Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday, one Sunday. I th- Yeah, I think the Tonight Show, I think they're going to sell out. Yeah, it will be. If we could get a snow yeah. to roll in, people would come. That's I like the if the root. I don't know how much snow there is in July, but I'm rooting for it. Yeah, it's tough to get people out in northern cities when there's no snow. They get like twelve
0: weekends a year. And yeah, like I don't know if I want to spend in a room.
1: Yeah, when it snows up north, you'll sell out it. You could sell out a show, you know, with laffy taffy jokes. Oh yeah. You know, because they're like, we just want to be in the heat somewhere. <laughs> yeah,
0: they're just like, we just want to be huddled together for warmth. We don't yeah. really care what's going on in yeah. front of us.
1: But I do have. All right, so that's where we've been. Where we're going uh, on the road. We're on the road again. Hannah and I are on the road again Telling super funny jokes to all their friends Hannah and steer are on the road again Yeah! I guess I kind of already talked about my trip to Canada. I mean, that's what I wanted to talk about. But when Hannah picked me up in Detroit, I had this idea. I was like, maybe we could tie this into food on the road. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but also uh, on the road. I'd like to play both of those things, Absolutely. both on the road and food on the road. They're <laughs> fun. They're about, about the same thing. Yeah. But uh, I was like, let's get some food in Detroit. Mm-hmm. I had never been through Detroit. I knew it had been through some hard times. Yeah. But I thought, hey, it's probably better now. Yeah. So I was like, let's get some food. So we go to this place. We look up like a vegan vegetarian restaurant because mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to eat better these days. Yeah. And that's the only time, that's the only way you can guarantee there's something good.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's also especially
1: brutal to eat healthy on the road. Right.
0: So vegan might be the way to go.
1: And we also thought, hey, that's probably a pretty safe place. Like, yeah. you don't – I don't picture a lot of vegan restaurants in bad neighborhoods.
0: Yeah, like starting a vegan restaurant and then violating health codes seems yes. like an odd
1: choice. I said on the road. Food on the road. Yeah. So we go there, and the GPS takes us down like a little bit of a dirt road with a lot of potholes and a lot of abandoned buildings. Good signs. Always and we be. thought, well, this could be bad. And then <laughs> we show up, and then there's like one lady outside. So I thought, okay, this looks fine. So we go in, and then there's a lady. Uh, the host ha- – one host has half her head shaved. The other host has a forehead tattoo. Yeah. And – did it, did it say like Vegan. No, it was like uh it was like it's some kind of like religion, like mysticism. It's like the upside down hand. Okay, all right. Uh, you I know would know it if you about. saw yeah. it. A lot of a lot people of, wear it as necklaces.
0: Yeah, it's like a lot of like video game puzzles. You gotta, yeah, you got to get into a temple, and they have
1: that little. That yeah. Little hand, you know. So she had that tattooed on her forehead. Okay. Uh, which is like could be a sign of peace, or, <laughs> but then she says, "Do you want to set outside or inside?" And then Hannah is standing a little bit in front of me, and she just looks at me yeah. to decide whether we want to sit outside or inside. It's a nice day, but we both agree to sit inside. Mm-hmm. And then the lady goes, yeah, where it's safe. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs>
0: You're like, do you work here? Yeah, who are, who and I'm
1: here? like, okay. So we go sit down, <laughs> and, and then no one comes for a while. Like yeah. like five or six minutes, no one comes to talk. And there's no one in there. It's not busy. Yeah, but it's safe. Yeah. And then a lady comes over, brings us waters, compliments my glasses and Hannah's shoes, mm-hmm. the lady with the forehead tattoo. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, someone will be right with you. And then another five or six minutes pass. So we're here 12 to 15 minutes at yeah. this point. And, and then a lady comes. Different lady? Different lady. Okay. lady we haven't seen yet. <laughs> It's two tables in this restaurant, me and another table. They're tagging people in and out. They're like, "We'll you go get them next. So she pops up, and me and I'm already ready to leave. If you make me wait for 15 minutes, I'm ready to leave. Because I'm like, if it took you this long to get to the table, how long (laughs) is it going to take for me to get the food? Yeah, especially once
0: they start asking you to bring me stuff.
1: Yeah, because we're on the road. We're trying to move and shake here. So we both order these black bean tacos. And then she goes, honestly, those are not that good. (laughs) This is a great restaurant ready. She's like, that's the worst thing on the menu. So I'm like, okay, well, let us have a minute. And then I'd leave a little money on the table for a tip and we leave.
0: Yeah, I think you guys made the right call. I also like that she didn't go with, we have things that are great you could get instead. She goes, that is the worst thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she didn't make another suggestion. Yeah, I feel like the way you do that is you go, that's good, but you know, it's even better. Yeah. She just went, that's terrible. Yeah, I've honestly have done that. Like in one way, I respect that she said, it's this is not good." It's very honest. But I at the but it's also like suggest something. Yeah, give me give me an option here. Yeah. it out. Like if someone ordered a fried fish at at Hyman's, I would say, you know, that fish is not that good fried. There's another fish that is good fried. But Super if you good. want that fish, maybe think a broiled or, yeah. or 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 scampi. You know, something yeah. like that. But. She gave no suggestions. One time I ordered at a restaurant and I said, you know, can
0: I order this, whatever, and the lady just goes, I wouldn't. And I was like, do you work here? Who, who says that when yeah. they – I didn't order it though. She did probably save me.
1: Yeah, I mean people are so – like I went to the Comedy Zone in Jacksonville and I went to the bartender because, you know, I wanted to order some chicken fingers. Mm-hmm. And there's different chicken fingers. There's like real chicken dipped down in batter, fried. Yeah, And then there's like a chicken that has like a weird fried shell. Yeah, And then there's just some chicken paste inside yeah, of it. You
0: get to the chicken, you're like, this does not resemble chicken. Yeah,
1: and it's like it came fried in a bag, and mm-hmm. then you refry it. Yeah. So I just asked the guy, I was like, how's the chicken? He's like, I don't know. I don't eat meat. <laughs> and it's like, well, you've seen it. Yeah, but you have an idea of what it's yeah. like. <laughs> What's the? It's like if you just want to brag about not eating meat, that's fine. Say, I don't eat meat. Yeah. But this is what I've heard. I wish you just kept going. Like, I work out five times a week. You'd be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. This is right. The chicken. right. I don't need to know your diet. Yeah. But I also, at another time, co- I've tried these as, as jokes before. No one ever laughs. But. Story time with Dusty and Hannah.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: I was at this one comedy club. And I think it's shut down. It was in Fort Wayne, Indiana. There's a new comedy club there. The yeah. one that I was at has shut down. Yeah, and it was open for a long time. But they give you these little coupons mm-hmm. to get food with. You know, yeah. so in between shows. Now I had already done one show, mm-hmm. and I had my coupon in my hand, and I went up to a waitress mid-show, and I said, "Hey." Can I order some food with you? Yeah. Now I realize that's a weird way to say it. But I'm like, can I order some food with you? I've been on stage. Yeah. I have the ticket in my hand. And she goes, you want to order some food with me? And I was like, yeah. She goes, I'm busy. (laughs) Taking orders for food. (laughs) And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, then. so I'm just like, I'm going to go find someone else to order food with. But then she comes up to me and she goes, oh, you want to order some food? (laughs) I thought you were asking me on a date. Wow. And I'm like, I'm like more offended now. Yeah. (laughs) I was like offended that you were just a little rude. But now Now to know that you don't, like you're not that attractive to reject me so
0: hard. Yeah, also that's not like a... A euphemism for, like, let's go on a date. Can
1: I order some food with you? Right, and you're also a waitress. Yeah. Like, people are ordering food with you. Almost all the time. Probably every day. I'm going to say every day. (laughs) Right. Depending on the club. But she was so, like, I'm – I didn't even give her a date. (laughs) Like, I didn't even say, like, you want to order some food tonight or you want to order some food tomorrow. She was like, I'm busy from now on.
0: Yeah, my schedule's not free till ever. It's never free. We have no time. I like when comedy clubs are like very hit or miss with food. I did a a casino gig recently, my first comedy club gig in a casino. And the only way you could get food was you had to go into this buffet. Oh, yeah. And they would ring you up. They'd like just charge it to your room and then we'll reimburse it. And it was like, for whatever reason, it was always $70. Yeah. No matter what. And then it was like. They're not charging me, so I don't care, but I still had, like, panic every time I'd see them charge $70. Oh, yeah. And we'd go in, and I went, and it was not a good—this casino was not in Vegas. Let's let's say that. Was Where was it at? It was outside of Cincinnati, and there's three or four casinos, so I don't mind saying that. I won't say which one. All right. But I haven't I been to any of them there. But Yeah, I would say go to Vegas. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> we're there. We go to get fish at the buffet, and I said, hey, what type of fish is this? And the guy working goes, like, a, like a swimming fish. Oh. And I was like, what? And he was like, fish from the ocean. I was like, no, I know what fish are. What type is this? And he, he was like swimming. Like he couldn't understand wow. what I didn't understand. And then I was like, I'm probably not going to eat this. this yeah. Seems
1: yeah, he's dangerous. like, listen, dude, there's fish from the ocean and there's fish yeah. from a lake. There's, this is from the ocean. <laughs>
0: this is ocean fish. It's not one of the land fish animal." I was like, I don't know what he
1: yeah. thinks, I think. It's not the band. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's
0: not merch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was also like it was fish that no longer resembled any fish I'd ever seen. So right. I was like, I'm not gonna
1: yeah. go with this. Yeah. Buffets can be kinda whew. Yeah, I mean I've had some casino yeah, I mean I did the hard rock Cino outside of Cleveland. Ooh. And it was great actually. Yeah. The buffet was great. But they they you know, I don't want to eat necessarily before the show. No. But by the time the shows are done, the buffets closed. Yeah. So I ate in between shows and then I had all this meat And I felt like I was hot and I was sweating. Yeah, feel like pe- I had the meat
0: sweats. I feel like people say, like, oh, you don't want to eat before shows. That's a nerves thing. You'll get over that. And it's like, no, that's a, that's a digestion thing. That's yeah. a, I'm like tr- I'm trying to perform. There's a digestion thing going
1: on. Yeah, you definitely don't want the nerves going at the same time as meat is trying to digest. Yeah, that's not how and I And you're prefer. tired, and you got to take a poop. Yeah. And it's like, even if you don't, you feel like you do. Yeah, and you're like, I probably should, no matter what. Right. Yeah. And then that casino, it was fine. I actually did several weekends there. Some were good, some were not good. I mean, it depends yeah. on the audience. Yeah, the
0: one I had was not good. Yeah, uh, I had a great time. The guy, the comics I was working with, great, love them. That made the weekend fun. Like if you get a crew you like, that's fun. But the uh, actual gigs, I, I someone on the show had a, uh, uh, a a person leave the show, but they were on a rascal scooter. Uh-huh. So when they left the show, they started to back up and it started to go. Bing, oh no! Bing, bing, bing. Which <laughs> oh, I thought was
1: that's good, the funniest thing I ever heard. That's good. yeah, yeah because. Uh, when you work with comics at, and like the show's bad yeah. and then you all get together and laugh about how bad it was and you complain about it and you yeah. figure out ways that you want to fix the club. Yeah. Like that's fun. But it's weird when you work with people and it's a bad show for everyone and then you go, man, what a rough show. And they're like,
0: that show was great. Dude, That the worst is when they won't admit the reality of what just happened. Yeah. They're like they're like, listen, just just you know, this is a gift. This is what I do, and you're like, we
1: all just bombed. What do you? In what world? Right. Did you just do well? I worked with a guy one weekend. The beginning, he was the headliner. After the first night, he was like, you never blame the audience. Never blame the. Au-. He said, I never. It's never the audience's fault, right? Never. This. This guy's been doing comedy for probably 20 years, yeah. right? By the end of Saturday, he says, I never say this, but that audience was bad tonight. And kind it's of, like, you've been doing comedy for 20 years, yeah. and suddenly tonight you're like, you know what, I will blame the one audience. One Friday night, it broke. Him. It, was like, <laughs>
0: right? it was like, listen, 20 years, never had a problem. Yeah. this
1: Friday. It's like you don't want to get in a habit of blaming the audience, but sometimes no. it is the audience.
0: But yeah, at some, one time, a man lit a napkin on fire while I was on stage. Oh yeah, and that show didn't go well, and I was like, I'm gonna be honest, I think that was the audience. Yeah, and also they didn't remove him. Yeah, I was like, are you guys gonna remove him? And they go, no, he's a good, he's a good guy. And I was like, he lit something on fire. Like I feel like
1: probably yeah. not a good. If guy. He's such a good guy. Maybe talk to him about lighting stuff on fire. Yeah,
0: here. and not even just at the club. Anytime he's indoors, I don't think he should be lighting fires. Yeah,
1: but. that's true. I did a show in this lady put on in a biker bar in Hendersonville. And it was really bad. Yeah. It was a good setup. It was a good bar, and I think she was trying. But yeah. everything about it was bad. And I go in, and then like as people are leaving, much like the rascal scooter, yeah. they go outside and crank up their bikes. Oh, no. So you watch them leave, yeah. and then you hear the, and then they drive. So it's like you, it's like a ten minute walkout.
0: Yeah, and they, oh, it's like it's like when they have a bell. So every time someone leaves the room, it just goes ding 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 ding, mm. and you're like, are we just counting how many people oh, yeah. walk? Yeah. Yeah, that's it's a that's that's a local show tip. Don't don't have anything that signifies to everyone in the room that someone yeah. is leaving.
1: Yes, yes. All right. So that's food on the. Oh, then we went to. Um, oh, we went to Windsor, and we ate Windsor, Canada, mm-hmm. across from Detroit. We found yeah. a vegan place called Carrots and Dates. I had a <laughs> I had a lentil burger. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's amazing. Carrots and dates is a good name. Yeah. So we did that and then we rode to Toronto and picked up it's about 5 hours to get yeah. to Toronto from Windsor. We picked up Hannah's brother and then as we were pulling his her brother's moving to China. Okay. So they were talking about China and I started thinking, you know, and this is what Hannah says that she says it seemed like that something was really on my mind that I really needed to say yeah. and I go, I'd like to get some fried rice. <laughs> And uh, he's talking
0: about a new country, and you're like, "Man, I am hungry. This yeah. is making me hungry."
1: So I, we stopped at a place called Asia Legend or Asian yes. Legend, yes. And because uh, Toronto is very Asian. Oh,
0: Toronto has. I lived there for seven months, and I go back pretty much every year. The the I think it's the
1: largest. Population of Asian immigrants in North America, but the food yeah. is unbelievable. So good. Yeah. We had some vegetable dumplings and some fried rice, and
0: you can really oh, there's yeah. a there's a few like
1: neighborhoods that are like specific like Korea, oh, yeah, and
0: Chinatown and Toronto, and it's like it's like leaving.
1: Canada You're oh yeah like, what is happening where we were at was pretty pretty Asian
0: yeah and that's like it's disorienting but if you find the right food or if like I always just had someone show me like some yeah. Toronto comic I was like what do I eat
1: sushi on Bloor is my favorite oh yeah well all there's so much good food what sushi on Bloor brings you hot tea at the beginning yeah green tea for free they just yeah. bring it out there you go and then when you leave they bring you uh a little sorbet free yeah this is a good deal yeah and then the t- the sushi's huge yeah So great. It's cool when
0: there's a lot of sushi places because they have to be good to compete. Yeah. Sometimes they're like, this is it. If you want raw fish, you're going to take it and give it to you.
1: Oh, and then they bring you a little soup uh, with, uh, like, little, like, fish scales floating in it. Ooh. I don't know what it is, but.
0: There's a lot of food. I've eaten a lot of, like, Asian restaurants in Toronto where I was like, I don't know what this is. I enjoyed it, but if someone asked me what it was, I'd be like, I got
1: no idea. Yeah. No clue. All right. So that's food on the road. Uh, Do you have a food on the road? No. I'm trying to think. Uh... I've been eating... Uh, The buffet is a food on the road story.
0: Yeah, the buffet is is my favorite food on the road story. But, I mean, there's always cool food, but it's hard. I've been eating, like, crap on the road because it's just hard not to.
1: Advice 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 to comics. All right, so, all right, I feel like that we're at a good place to read, uh, do the advice to comics. Let's do it. Week five, starting your own show. So I have several pages to read. But I read it once already this morning to out loud so that I don't stumble as much as I... Do. I mean, you would think that... I stumble so much reading it, you would think that someone else wrote it. Yeah, I do that. Anytime I write something out and then I try to read it, even though I kind of do public speaking all the time, yeah, somehow I mess it up. All right, so... And I'll stop uh, periodically, but what I'd like to do is read this and kind of give my thoughts and then ask you... Some of your thoughts, yeah, but absolutely. I'd like to stop periodically just to check in with you, yeah, so that you see if you agree or not. Yeah, and it's okay uh, because what I want is to help people create the best show.
0: Yeah, well, and for the record, I mean, you—you know—I've started a few uh, independent shows, and I mean, all of them that I've started have started, I've kind of asked you and other like veteran comics like some tips. So I think we probably will agree because a lot of this
1: is you know very really yeah. helpful advice. I've well, I think that what is what I what uniquely I want to know about your shows is you've seemed to. Have an ability to really bring people in uh, to watch the show. Yeah, and uh, you're able to get venues to say yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 worried by saying yes to any of this. I will jinx all of it, and there yeah. will be eight people next week. But so far, so good. It's been really right. great. And been really- well,
1: the, yeah, these are just my observations. You don't yeah. have to say yes or no to them. I've just seen you get, and I just know, like, you got an open mic or something started at a venue. That I went to once before, yeah. and they said yes to me, and then like a day later, said we don't want to do it we anymore. We could do a whole podcast on on venues being just completely
0: bizarre. Yeah. Where you're like,
1: what? Yeah. So I, uh, I've had a hard time always approaching venues. Yeah. Most of them that have given me stuff have already seen my comedy. They already like me, so they give me mm-hmm. a spot. But here we go. All right, week five, starting your own show. Uh, whether you are booked locally. All right. <laughs> right <laughs> take take two. Here we go. Let's take it easy here. Whether you are getting booked locally or not, creating your own show or open mic is never a bad idea. If you live in a small scene, creating a show helps out all the other comedians by giving them stage time, which we've already established is the most important thing you can have. Not only does it create stage time for other comics, but it also creates it for you. If you have a good show, mainly meaning uh, one with an audience, then this will improve your standing in the community. People will book you on their show just so they can do your show. Uh, The more quality shows that are created in a scene, then the better the scene will become. People are running really great alt shows or indie shows all over the country. I did air quotes. No one could say. Uh, Huntsville, Alabama has an indie show called Epic Comedy Hour. It's booked like a year out and they provide quality comedy for audience members and comics they also provide a video for comics and they pay it's great for people who love doing it uh oh it's great and people love doing it yeah not great for people that love doing doing it it. yeah if you love it you'll hate it yeah if you love it it's so good no it's really great I like it a lot uh, I don't do the show now because I uh, do the club in Huntsville called Stand Up Live, mm-hmm. and I'll be there September 12th through the 15th. Go check it that's out. That's my shameless plug. But but I do like the Epic Comedy Hour. I think they it's run a, a really show. good show. Yeah. And I think they do a lot of really good things. If you've done it, you can vouch, because yeah. I don't know anyone that's done it and was like, that show sucks.
0: Yeah, well, I never blame the audience. Not in 20 years. But uh, I w- that show's always great. Uh, it, and it is I don't think anybody Has a bad time Even comics Who I usually see uh, Who usually have a bad time uh, Yeah They they seem to like that show And it is it's, It is is run in a way Where you're like If a lot of shows Kind of modeled Some of the stuff After this show I think a lot of shows Would be great Because yeah. that they really Do a good job
1: I mean, I would never say names, but I know some comics that are really not that good mm-hmm. that do very well there. Yeah, it almost ruins
0: them because then they go like, "Oh, I just got to find more of these," and you're like, "There aren't." Like right. this is this exactly. is
1: like the fun day. The rest of them, you kind of got to, you know, exactly. So, all right. That being said, let's figure out how to have a good comedy show. This is just my opinion. I've ran lots of shows and I've been part of even more. I've done them all over the country. I've done all types of shows with all types of different audiences. All types of venues, good shows, bad shows, great shows, terrible shows, and I don't have a magic recipe for a perfect show, but I do have a pretty good idea of what should go down and a good idea of how it should go down, and that is what I'll share with you now. I get I try to read so fast.
0: Yeah, it's I'm telling you reading off a script
1: for some reason so much harder than than doing stand up. <laughs> I mean if people are listening, this is not a good voice uh acting audition for no. me. They're like they're like, he wrote that?
0: Yeah. This is his voice, and he can't, he's not nailing his voice.
1: But the problem is, is that I'm trying to read it in a natural way. I don't want to yeah. seem like I'm reading, but I need to write this stuff down so I get all the information. Exactly. These are the most important things for a good setup at a comedy show. These four things, I think, are essential. Of course, I've seen shows done without any of them or some just missing a few, but it's best when you have them all. All right, these four things. Good sound. If the audience can't hear you, then they're going to not like the show. Yeah. Uh, a stage. Even a small riser will make a show better. Now, some places have a cleared out space and they have, you know, and it can be fine without it. But if you ever have the stage, it, it, it really gives a separation of. Comp. But if you don't have it, uh, even a rug or a little area that is specially designated
0: yeah. and like it's like a psychological thing it improves right. the whole show
1: yeah because sometimes if you are standing on the floor like I did your show in the brewery where we are standing on the floor but the yeah. way it was laid out was it still felt like a stage area Yeah. but sometimes people if you're too close to them they're in the audience they feel like that this is a conversation
0: yeah you want to make it so the audience would be uncomfortable to be where the, the whatever the stage is you know, right. they shouldn't feel like that is an area they should be in yes. they shouldn't be like why are you standing here
1: yes uh, number three, a light. A well-lit comedian on stage with dim lights everywhere else can change everything. Uh, number four, seats for the audience. It seems <laughs> dumb to even say.
0: I wish it wasn't totally necessary to say, but it is.
1: It seems dumb to say, but and I, and I won't say the name, and I don't know if they listen, but I love this place. It's mm-hmm. in Charleston. I did a show there, and it's a rock venue. Mm-hmm. So normally they don't have seats for people. So I was planning the show, and they were like a day away. And the guy was like, "Do you need seats?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, we do." I mean, they can't be standing. Yeah, that's not what stand up refers to. Because uh, because you're not going to get genuine laughter if people are standing up.
0: No, and, and they're, if they're like uncomfortable and they're yeah. like they're like kind of you know tense, they're not going to be listening and laughing.
1: <laughs> right. When I'm, I mean, I was just in uh, Clusterfest in San Francisco, and those shows were so packed. Yeah, they did such a good job of bringing people in that by the time I would get in there, there were no seats left. So yeah. I would stand. I'd be watching really great comics, but tired and yeah. like I don't want to do this. Yeah. And all right, so I want to talk a little bit about a show I was running in Charleston, uh, the Big Gun Burger. It's called the Big Gun Show. Great name. And they had no stage, they had no light, <laughs> and they had no sound. Yeah. Right? So what I did was. I talked to the venue. The venue was on board. He liked me. He was like this guy named Austin. He owned the place. He was on board. He liked me. He liked my comedy. He was like, let's do it. So what I did was I built a stage. I I got the dimensions down for the stage. I went to Home Depot. I bought the wood. I had them cut the wood at Home Depot. I came back to my tiny apartment and put it together with a drill that cost me 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. I put the whole thing together, and I painted it all within my apartment. And then I carried it down to Big Gun. And they let me keep it out back. Yeah. So every Wednesday I went down. I carried the stage inside. I rearranged the tables. I brought in my own PA system, mm-hmm. set it up, and then I had a light installed in Big Gun yeah. in the ceiling where it brought it right down. Now, at the beginning, the PA system that I brought was a friend who also DJed weddings, and mm-hmm. he got really into it. So he would... Play intro songs for everybody. Yeah. So we had a whole thing. So the room was dark. Uh, we had the stage lit up. We had good sound. We had a stage. We had good seats. There was good food. There was drink specials. Everybody had a great time. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was awesome.
0: It makes a huge difference. I mean, we right. do that. Uh, actually, Ben Sawyer, local comedian Ben Sawyer, built the stage I have for one of my local shows. And they just keep it at the venue. Yeah. Same thing. He built it. We just wheel it out every show, and it does – it makes such a difference. We bring in yeah. a spotlight. You bring in the – like if the if the place doesn't have it, you should just kind of bring those things in if you can because it yeah. really makes a huge difference.
1: Yeah, and that brings me to the next button. Next is finding the right spot. Uh, and then I uh, wrote a thing about uh, – I have Connor Larson here to talk about it, and uh, probably shouldn't just read that, but <laughs> – because I've already said all those things, yeah. but that's why you're here. But ideally, this is what I want in a venue: a place that is 100 percent on board with comedy. Mm-hmm. They are on board and they want to help. A place that already does entertainment or has a stage, sound, light, seats. But if they don't, uh, that you need a place that doesn't mind you rearranging things for a couple of hours.
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, I was trying to you know do a little prep for the podcast. And the number one thing is like, don't you don't you can't fight the venue. Like you don't want to be in like an adversary relationship where like the venue's like, "Oh, this show again." You definitely want to find a right. place where they're like, you know, uh on board. And a lot of times you got to make them be on board by like just try to try to get one opportunity and really knock it out of the park and have yeah. them be like, "Oh, this is not going to be a hassle. It's going right. to make us money. The staff's going to enjoy it." Like just try to do all that so that the venue is on board because I've done shows where the venue's not and it's like, "Man, you are just Yeah. It's hard enough to run a good show if you're fighting with staff about, you know, you can't move that chair. You're like, this oh, is yeah. going to be a
1: nightmare. Yeah, and if the staff is, like, also, like, throughout the week shitting on your show. Like, oh, it's, uh, over. it's uh, over. They, If they're, like, you know, the, the people are like, hey, you got comedy here? And they're like, yeah, but it's not that good. Yeah, And it's like, then they're not going to come. You no. need Like, you need staff that's going to – you need staff that's one's going to help promote the show throughout mm-hmm. the week. And also staff that – during the show, we'll be on board with keeping audiences quiet.
0: Yeah, all the recurring monthly shows I have so far, all the staff are, like, awesome. And some of them are, like, genuinely—they're all very nice, but some of them are genuinely excited about the show. Yeah. And that's the best, where, like, they actually, they really want—I've had people, like, staff members be like, eight of my friends are here, like, while I'm on my shift to see the show. And you're like, dude, you know, thank you so much. That's, yeah. That's huge.
1: Yeah, and then, like, when I used to do Big Gun, we had one bartender the whole time, yeah. and he was great. He would tell everybody to shut up. He yeah. was very aggressive with the people at the bar, to be <laughs> quiet, listen to the show. Yeah. And it was amazing. He got hurt. I don't know. He fell and cut himself. I don't know. I never saw him again. I don't know what happened. But... <laughs> told some guy to shut up at Big Gun, and yeah. the guy was like, I have a Big Gun. <laughs> yeah. This is not... And, but we got... He got replaced by this very attractive bartender, like a bartender that... Uh, everyone would want. Yeah. But all of her friends would come there. Yeah. And she would never make them be quiet. So I went to the owner and asked him to switch. I was like, can we get someone different? Can
0: we get the hurt guy? Where's the hurt guy? And
1: he got a different bartender. Yeah. And she was great. She was really great about telling people to be quiet. The other girl I liked, I was friends with her. I really felt bad asking for her to be be off that shift. Yeah. But I'm like, if your friends are just gonna come in and hang with you, yeah. But that's what happens, you'll get a lot of especially I don't know, some of these hipster spots, you'll get people that are too cool for comedy. Oh. But if they're like they're like there. Yeah. But they're too cool to be there. They're like, I'm here, but I'm not gonna listen. I'm gonna loudly tell a story. I used to tell people that. I would go to them and go, Hey dude, I was like, I'm here for two hours on Wednesday. Yeah. If you don't like comedy Think about not coming here for yeah. these two hours. There's a hundred something hours you could be here yeah. where I'm not doing it. But people would get really mad at me because I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't get mad at them. I would just yeah. go to them face to face and be like, Maybe you don't come here. For two hours on Wednesday. It
0: is weird. If you kind of break the barrier and sometimes just appeal to them as like a human where you're like, hey, you're just making my life hard. Yeah. A lot of times they're like – they almost seem like they like woke up out of a daze. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm just being a jerk for no reason. Especially one of the things I'd say about shows, you always want to give the the audience an option to opt in or opt out of the show. Like it's great if there's like a second space they can go like inside or something where they're like – I came here to talk, I didn't come here to be quiet, and it's like, that's fine, but go out there, please, because
1: like, right. we're trying to do the show. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like, yeah, if you're hanging to, if you're looking to socialize with your friends, yeah, this is not your show. Sometimes I feel bad, like sometimes you'll see someone on a
0: first date, and you're like, that's not really a time where you can be silent for two hours. So I get when they're like, hey, I didn't, but then again, that goes back to let people know there's going to be a show, yeah. let them opt in around. But also, uh, but for dates, I always liked to take a date to a comedy show. A good one. I've seen people bring (laughs) people to dates where you're like, this person's deleting your number the second that guy
1: gets off stage. Yeah, that's true. All right, so creating the best, uh, so with all the things that we talked about, what to do, bringing in lights and stuff, you want to create, to the best of your ability, a comedy club. Mm -hmm. Comedy is best in a quiet, dark room with the only thing lit up is the comedian on stage. Bad comedy can seem good in the right environment, and good comedy will seem great, and great comedy will blow people's minds. Yeah. You may not be able to get all of these elements down, but as many get as many as you can. Next, there's booking a good show. I'm going to give my thoughts on creating a good lineup in a show and an open mic. The first open mic, uh, oh, oh, I'm gonna do a, a lineup for an open mic mm-hmm. and for a show. Great. First, I'm gonna do an open mic. I had my best success when I did it this way. Start off the open mic with five to ten minutes, meaning you as the host. Do five to ten minutes, welcome the audience. Uh, they gave their time and potentially their money to come to your comedy show. Make them feel welcome. Try to get the venue to do a drink special. Tell the audience about it. Uh, Tell them not to heckle and not talk during the show in a polite way. Do five to ten on stage with those announcements, uh, meaning don't do five minutes of announcements and then ten minutes of the show. Do about five to ten and then really try to make the audience laugh i've Mm -hmm. seen a lot of hosts that are just messing around and say like really try to make them laugh get it geared up for the next comic and don't let people pick their place in the lineup don't do a lottery and don't do first come first serve again you can do whatever you want this is this is how i do it um i would do 20 spots and i would make the lineup i think it's safe to do an open mic for like two hours so I would have 20 spots and about 5 secret ones in case some really funny people show up that I want to throw on stage. Mm-hmm. Cuz if you have if you let 30 people sign up, your show's already too long. Yeah. And then the funny established comics show up and then you're like, oh, "I want to put you on, but I really don't have the room." Yeah, and yeah, you, I think that's the right way. You do 5 to 10 and then the first 3 comics after you should be funny. You can never guarantee it, but try to put funny people up and and people that won't walk the audience. Mm-hmm. You don't want to put your most offensive people up first, no. even if they're hilarious. Yeah. Uh, set a good tone. If they're doing five minutes, now you've already had fun a funny 15 minutes, and your show is off to a great start. Then try to rotate. Put in a not funny or new comic, then a funny. Then yeah. a not funny or new comic, then a funny, and save your more outrageous people for the second half of the show. Yeah, Even if they're hilarious, but like if they're hilariously dirty... Just save them for the second half.
0: Yeah, just ease in. Yeah, it's wh- like give them some give some people time. I always think it's good to start strong, and it drives me nuts when they'll just put up like five brand new people. It's like give these people some reason to believe the show is going to be good. If there's three good right. people and then a bad one, they're like, "Well, the first they were good. I'll yeah. stick around." They'll forgive a bad one. If there's four bad in a row. These people have no idea if the show is going to get any better. And right. they're like, I don't want to spend my life doing this.
1: Yes. And you can't guarantee that it'll be good. But you know, especially if you've been around enough, you know the people in the scene that are consistently good and the yeah. people that are consistently bad. There's ways to, to – you have an idea of how things will Yeah. Play. The worst comic can have a great set. Yeah. And the best comic can have a bad set. Yeah. But most of the time they're not as the host of the show you'll really get to know the comedy community and soon you can make jokes about each other as the show goes on you'll hopefully get some audience regulars who are fans of the show and they'll be in on the jokes too creating a good comedy show is more than just a show you could be building a weekly or monthly hangout you could be creating a new friend group for yourself or others I've seen it happen People come, they get they become a part as an audience member, you've been seen a bunch, or you're like not a good comic, but people like you and you've been hanging out a bunch. Yeah. This becomes a good friend hangout and people really bond. We have a few people who
0: come uh so I have, you know, the three monthly shows now. We're gonna be starting a, a fourth and a fifth soon, but there's have uh, three shows in Nashville now, and we have a couple people who like specifically come every month to those shows. We had one person come uh, this woman's come every month for six months, and after the last show, I was like, "Hey, just you've come every month, just you don't have to pay for a ticket anymore. You can yeah. just come." And it's like cool because she she
1: enjoys the show, and now she's like, "Yeah, I'm like the number one show fan because right. I don't have to pay." Yeah. yeah, people love that. People love going to the same bar every time and the bartender knowing their drink. That's why Cheers is so I, – I, yeah. someday I'm going to get that. Yeah. I'm going to walk in a bar and they're going to go, Connor, it's going to be great. Yeah, and then you'll be like me uh, and then you'll quit drinking. Yeah. And then they're like, Dusty, bourbon and Coke? I'm like, <laughs> uh, maybe just a Coke. Yeah. Uh, and then they're like, all right, we're like, not friends. Yeah, that's that's way less fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, now they're like, Dusty, is that, is that you? All right, so in my opinion, an open mic doesn't need to end strong. The last 30 minutes of the show is where all the new people belong. Yeah, Everyone has to earn their way. Take control. It's your show. Be fair to people, but make sure it's a good show. Some people might not get on one week, and you could say, hey, if you can help like be an audience member for a while tonight, I'll guarantee you a spot next week.
0: Also, there's a weird uh, thing with open mic fairness where it's like, what's what's the fairest thing to everybody, I think, is if the open mic is good. Right. So do things that are like... You know, I got here – that guy showed up late, and you're like, yeah, that guy works clubs, though. He's going to make the show better. And then when you do get up, the show will be better for you. Right. Not like, well, you got up, so we have to let you do four minutes of walking the audience. Right. There's a weird, like, definition of fairness there.
1: Right. And I just say, you know, treat people how you want to be treated, but run it your way. Yeah. You know, uh, you can play with the times. Give regular, local, funny people five minutes. Fairly newer people, four. Brand new people, give them three. Uh, people that walk the audience members, give them two and say, if you can not walk anyone in two minutes next week, I'll give you three yeah, I, you and can, we can work our way up to five.
0: Yeah, I think you can be pretty liberal with the light as far as like if they're brand new and they're walking people,
1: just polite. You can give
0: them the light yeah. a little early and they'll get out. They probably don't want to do four unless they're if they're bombing at two they're not like i hope i get two more minutes
1: yeah once you establish yourself as the showrunner as a good comic as a person known in the scene you can dictate a little more like people used to come out and people would ask me they go what am i going to get paid for this open mic and i'm like nothing (laughs) nothing Nothing. i may make a little money but you're not going to get you actually should owe me money because you walked eight people yes (laughs) And then I've had people go, one guy goes, this is my first time. I was like, all right, I'll give you five minutes. And I was giving everybody five minutes. You don't have to. But he's like, well, what if I'm crushing? I was like, you're don't, not. Don't I, worry about I, it. I said, you're not going to be. <laughs> And it's like what if I crush <laughs> And I was like, what if people
0: start standing up and clapping? Yeah, <laughs> don't worry about it, man.
1: But it's like, to be honest though, if when I was running the show, if somebody, if we were having a particularly bad night where mm-hmm. a lot of comics were not doing well, and then somebody was crushing, yeah, I'd let them keep going for a while because yeah. I'm like, the show's better now.
0: Yes, yeah, it's, it, it's it is a thing where like you know a rising tide lifts all boats. Like it's
1: better for the show the better it is. Yeah, and if you have a really good out of towner, uh, give them ten if you can. It will only help the show. These are ideas. Play around with it. No matter what, someone is going to end up mad at you get ready yeah, for
0: which, it. Yeah, the, which the best thing about starting open mics or shows is, like, you are creating opportunities for the comics and creating stage time, which is, like, the most important thing. So if anyone gets mad at you, you can just be like, hey, man, then you start one. Because right. I'm, I'm the one setting up the PA and doing the light, and, like, this is, you know, it's not, oh, a, yeah. it's not a totally selfless gesture. I'm doing it for selfish reasons, like a lot of times, you know, but it's also, like, it's kind. Of, you're helping the community. You're like, hey, totally. if you want to do it, if you want to run an open mic, that's like, you know, show up, go up, or you know, not show up, go up uh, first come, first serve. Go ahead, but I want to run it this way. And if you don't like it, okay, I'm, you know, I'm sorry that you're upset, but I don't know why. Right. Yeah. And you don't have to come. No. In fact, just based on this hypothetical person, we hope you don't come. Right. You know? It doesn't seem. You don't seem that yeah. fun.
1: I used to have people yell at me all the time. They yell at me about where they went in the lineup or yeah. this and that, and I would move them around. Yeah, and and they would not get better, and I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter. But also, you know, it's like you can be fair to people and say, hey, you know, I I would be direct with people, and I still am. I'm like, you're very dirty, you're very outrageous. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want you to do the open mic, but I'm going to put you up later. So if you want to text me and say, hey, I'm coming tonight, yeah, you don't have to show up on time. No, once you're established, you know, it's like, yeah, be like, hey, you want to come? I'd love to have you. But I want you once people are pretty drunk.
0: Yeah, and also it's like I think if you if people show up to the micro show and stick around for the whole show, I'm more inclined to be like, well, let's, let's get you a spot because you're, you're contributing. Right. If you just show up and leave every time, unless you have another thing to do, which by all means go do that. But a right. lot of people I'm like certain they don't have anything else to do. Yeah. Uh, and they just show up and then they like leave or worse, they're bad. They talk and you're like, you were just up there. You know how annoying it is right. to have someone talk in the back. Just go outside.
1: Right, and it's like if people are hanging out, like that's why I say like if if you can't get someone on, mm-hmm. but you say hey, if you can help be an audience member, then I'll get you on next week. Yeah, because some people, you know, some people have jobs and they're like, oh man, I drove two hours to get here and I won't be able to come next week. I'll be like, all right, I'll give you some time. Yeah, but other people, it's like you're here every night drinking. Yeah, just hang tonight. I'll yeah. make sure you get up next week. All right, and you uh, and I said all that, and now for booking a showcase. When booking a showcase in a bar or in a club, I still like the idea of starting with five to ten minutes as the host and then bring up one of the cleanest and strongest comics on the lineup. Mm -hmm. I like the first person to be super like super, like the kind of person that the audience feels comfortable with, Mm -hmm. really laughs. A lot of people get offended when they go up first. I think the first is one of the most important spots on a showcase. Uh, on a regular comedy show, it's host, feature, headliner. They all should be good.
0: Yeah, well, I actually wanted to see what you think. I don't think – I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I don't think you should book local showcases the way that clubs book shows. And a lot of people do that. And then what the problem is they'll be like, all right, right, we're if someone do 10, like I'll do 10 up top, The me, me, the person starting the show. Right. Then I'll have someone who doesn't feature at clubs feature. Then I'll have someone who doesn't feature or headline at clubs headline, like just local people. And you're like – There's a reason they're not doing 40 minutes, and it's not rude to be like, "Hey, let's have everybody do 10 minutes." And also, I mean, I think you know, no one's coming to see those comics; like they're not draws. So just make
1: sure the show's as good as possible. You don't have to make them do 40 minutes. I totally agree. I mean, because on on a like a regular club, it's host, feature, headliner, Mm -hmm. and and that's how that goes. But a showcase, whether it's at a club or a local place, you may have 10 people on there. Yeah. So I think that it's just important to have start strong Mm -hmm. and then i say uh then you can throw on a couple of shorter questionable sets and then build in strength and time to the last comic yeah so it's like in my opinion the last comic should do more than everyone else even if it's just a little yeah like the guy before him may do 10 he does 12 or or the lady before him does 10 she does 12 yeah uh but it's but i just i think there should be something to if you if you're the last comic on a show you should do more time. Yeah. If you're the last comment on an open mic, you may do less time.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter because you're brand new. Yeah.
1: But a show, you want it to end strong. Whereas an open mic, you want it to start strong and then yeah. peter out.
0: I will say though, sometimes uh, if you're if you're the old, you the sometimes people are like you know they're trying to be nice to you, so they'll be like, we're going to put you last, we're going to let you headline, and you're like, yeah. please don't because I right. an is open like,
1: mic. Yeah, you're like yeah. this is losing energy. Please just put
0: me up in the middle. Somewhere. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think ninety minutes is the perfect length for a showcase. So even if you have 10 comics, figure out the times, Mm -hmm. try to make it go 90 minutes, and then give the last person, uh, you know, the most amount of time on the show.
0: Yeah. And make sure the
1: last person's good.
0: Yeah, and if you do shorter time, you know, comics can pick their best 10 minutes. So it's like, you know, this person might be able to do 20. Let them
1: do their favorite 10, hopefully crush it, and then the show goes great. Yeah, I've been a part of some showcases where uh, I headlined – And everyone on the show got the same amount of time. I did one show in Huntsville years ago. Mm -hmm. I don't think any of the people that booked that show are still doing comedy. But, so I'm not, this is, you know, but anyway, everyone was doing 20 minutes. The show was over two hours. uh, And at the time, there were very few people on this show that needed to be doing 20 minutes. It's like the first person could have done five, and then the the first four people could have done five in that 20 minute block. Yeah, it's I love too comedy. Much. I don't want to watch it for two and a half hours. Right. I'm like, even me, this is too much, man. Yeah, an open mic. It's like the first hour is should be phenomenal. Yeah, and then the second hour is where you mix it up a bit. Yeah. All right. If they're not, if if uh, uh, if you are not very good yet as the host, maybe don't do five to ten off the top. Do four to five, and then try to do another five minute set later in the show. It flows better if you don't do two to three minutes. In between each comment.
0: That Yeah, that is a, you know, maybe that's just me, but unless you're really great, that, yeah. that usually does not go
1: Yeah, well. I'm very guilty of that, but I like to, I used to host an open mic for a long time, and I really thought a lot of times when it wasn't going well, I could bring it back up by doing a couple minutes yeah, sometimes between. you can get out of a hole, but if, if the show's going well, right. please don't do that. Please yeah. just keep it moving. Exactly. If you can add intro songs, personally, I think it makes the whole show more fun, but not a necessity. Uh, don't just book your friends. Uh, Think about the audience. Book people that will make them laugh. Try to make some money. Try charging three to five for an open mic or work out a deal with the bar. Five to ten for a showcase. A free open mic might be the best, probably is the best, but at least try to work out a deal with the bar. Don't pay the open micers unless you just feel like you need to. Don't pay them, but pay people on the show at least something. If they came from out of town, at least try to get them gas and food money. Uh, also give locals something just a few dollars can really change people's attitude about a show i think the reason i say that about an open mic i'm really against paying people at an open mic Mm -hmm. unless they're from out of town because this is why because they're all dying for stage time if you're running the open mic you're doing all the work Mm -hmm. and there's no reason to unless you're just making tons of money There's no reason to give people money. And I don't think most of my hosts are making tons of money. I mean, I would make $75 to do my show at Big Gun, which was nice for me. But I, I would carry a stage in. I would carry the PA system down. I would rearrange the room. I would set up the PA. I installed a light. And then I would be there for two and a half to three hours. And you're there
0: caring what
1: happens. There's a lot of people physically present who are like, if something happens right now, I'm not doing anything. And you're the person who's like, if something happens right now, I have to handle it. Yeah, and I'm creating this show for people, and I'm supposed to give them money. I'm against it. But a showcase, a little different. Try to give people some money. Like, even if you give them 10 bucks, they feel like... Well, I made some made, – I got a couple of drinks. I try out of to pay uh, – all the, all the monthly shows we
0: have now, we pay everybody. And we try to pay them, like, pretty good. Like, sometimes we we'll try to pay, you know, close to what a club will pay you for a yeah. hosting set if they're doing, like, 10 to 12. But uh, And people have been
1: something. saying it. People
0: yeah. talk about you paying people. Well, it's because it's – I mean, it, it's just, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to get it – a healthy, like, independent scene, you know, really, really does help shows. So if you can pay people and make it worth their while, that's how we get out-of-town people because you can't just ask someone to come from – Atlanta or Chicago right. with Absolutely. no money. So we try to be like, hey, we'll pay you for every show and we'll try
1: to get your place to stay with a comic, you know, like so you can it, yeah. just
0: keep it as cheap for them as possible so you can get them in.
1: Yeah, and if you're booking out of town people, if you want out of town people, try to pro- provide a place for them to stay. Yeah, and not like a nightmare. Don't be like, this guy will let anybody stay. Like, right. try to make it so it's like a reasonable place. Right. And I know these things are unpopular to say, but especially if you're bringing in uh, female comics, like, think about what. Creepo, you've yeah. got letting them stay. Yeah, there, I've been frightened in places I've stayed in comedy, and I'm
0: a 26 year old dude who's right. who's you know
1: not but prime target. Yeah, so. I mean, my buddy let me stay with him one time. He was living in an RV, and I was sleeping on a couch in the RV with three dogs. Yeah, I'm not a dog person. No, I well, didn't. En- I mean, I cuddled with them, but yeah. but it's because they were there. They yeah. forced me to cuddle. You're like. I got to make these people love me. I got to yeah. make these dogs love me. Yeah, it's the only way. so I'm like. Yeah, try to provide somebody, a, even if it's an air mattress. Yeah, make it a clean room.
0: Yeah, I always try to be like, you know, we. So I live with two other comics, and it's great because we can just have out of town comics stay with us. But uh, you know, we try to be like, here's a clean towel. Here's a, here's some privacy, so you can just be like a yeah. human being for the next two or three yeah. days while you're here.
1: Yeah, and if yeah, exactly. And if they've traveled a long way, maybe give them, a, you know, give them a second. Let them hang. Yeah. Let them shower. Let them. Yeah, some it's people, not a sleepover. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, mean, I don't mean that against anybody that I've ever stayed with. But sometimes, you know, I've I've turned down free places to stay and bought a hotel room even though I was losing money yeah. just because I wanted some quiet time.
0: Yeah. I stayed in a guy's place. In, uh, it was a gig from Toronto. We were somewhere in Canada. And the guy was like, you can stay in my sword room. And I was like, there's no way you, you think you should call it that. right?" Yeah. Like it was, a, it was a room with a bed and there was a bunch of swords. And I was like, just call it the
1: spare bedroom, yeah. not the sword room. Right, right. There's yeah. some bad places. Yes, yes. I've been in a lot of them. All right, and then the last point, how to get an audience. I don't know. When I figure out, I'll let you know. Yeah. Uh, that was my joke I wrote in there. But I really <laughs> I really don't know. I mean, I, and that, now uh, I'm going to give you my opinions on yeah. it. Uh, try to get the venue to let you hang posters inside. Uh, I think that's the only place worth hanging a poster. If you buy, yeah. print a bunch of posters, hang them around town. I've never, I've never in my entire life walked by a telephone pole and go, what there's a comedy show tonight, <laughs> and gone to see it. Yeah, uh, try to get um, uh, have the employees tell the customers. We already talked about that. Very important though. Yeah. If the employees are on board and like, oh man, we got a great comedy show coming up, uh, you know, yeah, th- people will be pumped to come. And then try to get uh, local newspapers, websites, Facebook groups to post about it. Don't expect too much. Uh, because newspapers will ignore you, yeah. but try and try and try and try again. Uh, try buying uh, advertisement on social media. That's yeah. That's a, that's the big one yeah. for us. If you have a show, I'd like to talk to you about that. If yeah. you have a show that has other shows, or if you have a venue, if the show venue has other shows, other comedy shows, other music shows, other poetry shows, see if you could do a small set on those shows and then pass out flyers after. Yeah. Uh, get flyers, small handbills that you can hand out to people. Especially if you're new, people will be like, "Oh, I heard you doing comedy. When's the next time I can see you?" Yeah. Put a flyer in their hand. I used to carry them around in my back pocket. Yeah. I had advertisements on both sides for both shows that I did. They were like, when can we see you? I'm like, yeah. every Wednesday, big gun.
0: Yeah, for the record, you should do that. And also at the same time, if someone says, when can I see
1: you? They're not coming. Right, Everyone right, who's right. ever
0: said, when do you perform next, will never watch you perform.
1: But the great thing about having a weekly show is you almost trap them in a way. <laughs> They're like, when's yeah. your show? I'm like, every Wednesday at 1030. They're like, ah, Wednesdays aren't good for me. Yeah. You got anything <laughs> right. Sunday at midnight <laughs> right. in, in my house? Do you right. have anything? <laughs> right. When will you have a Netflix special? Yeah. All right. I think the key is once you get people inside, make sure you put on a good show and those people want to come back and they will tell their friends. Yeah. It will build. But have a show where the audience leaves mad, offended, or disgusted, then chances are your show will never build my opinion, it's better to repeat good comics like this, especially for a small scene. Repeat good comics than it is to book a whole show of new or bad comics. Yeah,
0: you don't have to. I think this is like an important point. I, this is just
1: my personal theory. And I, you know, just
0: listen, I've had some good luck with some local shows. They've been uh, making money and they've been real cool for me career-wise. And I really, so that's, those are my qualifications. That's that's it. I'm not saying you have to listen to me. I probably don't know a lot of stuff. But you don't have to book everyone just because they want to be on the show. There's a lot of people who have, like are my friends. I've been doing the shows for about 14 months now who are like, when am I on the show? And I'm like, i, I got to be honest, man. When you start doing well. Because right. until
1: then there's no reason to have you on the show. Right. And especially if people are not showing progress. And if you're one of those comics and you're not getting booked on a local show, go back and listen to the first three episodes of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> at a, at the first four. This is five. Go listen to the yeah. first four. Do those things. And yeah. then I say, if, if you're booking a show and you have a lot of Uh, you know, new or weak comics, and you want to work them in, you know they're trying, then work them into your shows between good, strong comics.
0: Yeah, you can guest spot, but there's a lot of people who have been like, can I do the show? And I'm like, I'll tell you what, come to a guest spot, which means we're going to do less time and we're going to pay you if there's excess money, but if there's not a ton of excess money, we might not pay you. Come to five, we'll see how it goes. And also they can get a sense of like, if they bomb on a guest spot, most of the, the non-crazy ones are then like, oh, okay. I probably yeah. should. Some of them bomb and they're like, so when do I headline? Yeah. This? And you're like, you're out of your mind. But most of them
1: won't. I had a comic tell, uh, he told Hannah this, that he got really good because the club owner where he used to do comedy, where he started doing comedy, said to him, I'm going to give you one minute on stage. Yeah. And when you can get one strong minute, then I'll give you two. Yeah. And when you can get two strong minutes, I'll give you three. Yeah. I have so many people say I can't be funny in five minutes, man, and it's like you better be. (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's like that's what every late night show is. It's five minutes. It's like uh, you can be funny in one minute. Well, if you're funny the whole time, it shouldn't matter how long we give you to do. You
0: know.
1: And then, as for booking a show, treat the show like it's your business plant or child. Take care of it and watch it grow. Neglect it and it will fail. Don't fail. Try hard. And 6'8". I, yeah, I, I think the biggest thing with running shows, just as far as, like, you know, they've been
0: going well for me, and I think it's just because, just care about the show. There's a weird thing with comedy where people, a lot of people, like, ironically run a show, or, like run a show for comics like the the intended audience is comics and like that's I think that's kind of just a dead end because yes that's not gonna that's not gonna work uh, you gotta you gotta care about the show and you gotta like be sincere when you're trying to make it a good show
1: the first time I was in New York I was going to all these really cool places like um um UCB and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, and they had these big shows, and there were tons of comics trying to get on. They had big audiences, and then the host would always be like two people on stage at the same time, yeah. and they could seem like they could care less. They had the most amount of stage time, and it seemed like they could care less, and it's like, why would you not give this show to someone that really cares about it, or why would you yourself not really care about it? Because people, so many people, they don't want to care because if it fails and they tried, then yeah. they look bad.
0: Well, also, they there are some people who, even if it succeeds, they're like, yeah, but people people are, are making fun of me for trying. And you're like, who cares? Like, just do the show. I mean, you know, I, I am so much more tense and, and freaking out producing a show than performing on a show. Even though I'm doing like, you know... Five to seven up top. It's a, It's not... The stand-up's easy on a show. It's yeah. like making sure everything goes well and kind of... Someone told me that hosting's like a very like maternal thing where you're trying to like... It is your baby. You're trying yeah. to make this thing go well. You're trying to put people in positions to succeed. And it's like... Yeah, it, it's a lot of setting other people up, uh, doing your best to make it like a good show. And there's... You know, I think that goes into everything, like especially the the advertising and promoting. Promote yeah. to regular people and be like, hey, give this show a shot. And then they'll come and they'll be like, oh, that was great. Absolutely. Don't promote, ironically, to other comedians. Especially because like, we let every, everybody who's a comic or where like, Dozo mics in the scene, we let them in free to all the yeah. local shows. And they, a lot of them still don't come. Even when there's like great out-of-town comics they, I would think, would want to meet and hang out with, a lot of them are still like, nah. So it's like, I don't think advertising to comics is a good idea because they don't really care or they're going to come for free. And also the thing that comics want is a real audience, like regular people. So get those people and you can't get them by like not caring.
1: Yeah, your show is not a show if the only audience members are comics. Yeah. It c- can start that way, but you have to build. Yeah. And every it, the way to build is that every show be good. Yeah, and At, get people who don't like comedy in. Yes. Yeah. So we, I think we already... Covered what you look for in a potential venue. Mm-hmm. I think ours is the same there, right? Yeah. So, what about how do you approach a venue? If you, now you don't have to share your secrets, but I,
0: they're not that they're not that secret. I, I mean, I, if I wish I had like a thing where I was like, I can't tell anybody this, because like,
1: I've been doing comedy very successfully, well, moderately successful for a while, very successfully lately. Yeah. But I have always had trouble getting a venue to say yes to me.
0: It's hard. There's a ton of venues that, like, if I go in now, are like this guy. Like they've they've been like, a we're not doing a show. B stop bothering us. Right. Uh, but the, the ways you know, there's like five venues we're working with now. They're all real cool, and it took a lot of searching to like find them. But I guess the way to approach them, I always do, is I especially now that we have some credibility. So we have like. You know, we pay a got to come photograph the show. They all have dedicated Instagram pages. They all have their own. There's video of them. There's uh, we can show them how many tickets we've sold. Like if, you know, we have one show that's been sold out the last couple months, and that's great. Wow. And if you take that to a uh, if you take that to a venue, I always try to write them like a very professional, polite email and be like, hey, here's what I can offer. You know, here's my credentials as a comic. I'm not just some guy who says he does comedy. Uh, here's you know, here's the show we can do and like I always try to just talk to them as if you know reassure them like hey I'm not a crazy person. We're not going to try to book people who's walk, we're, we're walking audience members who are losing money uh, we're not asking you like can we have Friday night 9pm at a bar like you, you kind of just got to look right. at it from their perspective and be like hey we're offering you a thing that hopefully you will enjoy the staff will enjoy. It'll make you money it'll make us money. It should be like a, a mutually beneficial thing and I just try to be
1: polite and professional but also like Right. You want to show them that they're going to this is not going to make their bar look bad and they're going to make money.
0: Yeah. And I try really hard
1: to like people want to make money.
0: Yeah. Especially. Well, the thing is, if you just offer them like they have a night, they're not very busy or they have a room, a space they're not using. And you just come in the first. You're like, let us do it one time. You knock it out of the park and you don't ask. Don't be bothering them the whole time. Like, I, you know, all my shows, I set up the P.A., I set up chairs, I do everything I can to handle all that. We, I handle the ticketing, the promoting it's like if they just show up and there's a good show and they make extra money yeah
1: they're going to give you a little leeway because they're like I don't have to do anything. Greenville that, that that's a good point about the, uh, an extra room. I mean Greenville, yeah. South Carolina used to have this place called um, oh man, what was it called? It was like some coffee shop alchemy coffee mm-hmm. it was like comedy underground something I don't know yeah. but cool they, name. They had a, cool they name. had a it was on a street you go downstairs into a coffee shop. And then there's a back room in the coffee shop yeah. where it was just a performance space. They had church pews. Uh, it was amazing. It That's was a, yeah. it was an amazing venue. If you can find a spot in a place yeah. with no bar in there, nothing else that you can completely dedicate to comedy, yeah. all you have to do is not book a bad show. Which
0: somehow – I will say Aaron Weber and I talked about this. There's something about – Descending
1: into a room that makes yeah. me so excited to do comedy. My dream is to, when I buy a house, and I've been looking at buying houses, I want to buy a house with a basement. Yeah, and I want to do a, I want to do my own private comedy shows in the basement of this place. Yeah, that's my dream.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a show in um, uh, San Francisco called The Setup, and you you like, it, you like descent, it's like a dungeon. Like, I mean, it's not. There's nothing creepy on the walls, but you descend, and it is. Such a cool show, and I did that show, and I was like, Oh, this is amazing! Like, you want to be the ceiling's kind of low, you're like, Oh, and it you just get that comfortable, cramped feeling. And people like feeling like it's a secret space, so that's always cool, cold, dark room. Cold is more important than I ever gave it credit for. We've been doing yeah. shows in the summer and
1: uh, it's gotta be cold. Yeah, I did shows in uh, Montreal last year and one and I'll be back this year in two weeks and uh we did a show at the Monument National. Yeah. I'm sure it's a French I'm sure there's a different way to say it. But
0: <laughs> no, I think you nailed it. That was
1: it. Uh, but it was amazing. Yeah. But we did some other shows later that later that weekend and there's not a lot of air conditioners in Montreal. Yeah. So we're there in August. And some of these venues are so hot. Yeah. There's fans going. It's hard to do comedy it, with a fan.
0: Yeah, especially like I mean, also just you can't expect people to stay and be uncomfortable yeah. because you love comedy. Like it's got to be worth it for them to stay. They're the ones buying tickets. I always start to think about it like, what you know, would I want to do this. If I didn't love comedy, if it wasn't like my dream to be a comic, would I stay for this? Absolutely not. So right. if they're not, go- if I'm not going to, there's no way they are.
1: I did a show in Mobile, Alabama once, and uh, the place called the Blind Mule, and it was upstairs. Yeah. It was a good venue, but they had no AC. It was hot up there. They had a giant industrial fan up there that's so loud. Yeah. And I booked a show, and I had this show. We had a great lineup, and then, you know, it was like it was like my friend Evan, uh, Hannah, uh, my friend Vince, and then me. Yeah. Right. That was going to be the show. I had it built up, and then Hannibal Burris came in. Mm-hmm. Stopped into the show randomly and went after Vince. Yeah. So my spot. <laughs> and he does like 20 minutes. Yeah. And then I'm supposed to go after him and headline. Yeah. Now, nowadays, I'm up for the challenge. Yeah. Uh, but this was several years ago. Yeah. Now, I was so mad. Uh, the only thing that redeemed it was that we were – all the money we made came from the cover. Yeah. So once people found out Hannibal Burris was there, they started tweeting about it. The place packed out. Yeah. So we made money. Yeah. But I was pretty mad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but,
0: also, you wouldn't be like we're in Mobile. I'm worried Hannibal
1: might stop by. Right, <laughs> like, right. I was so mad though. I was yeah. like, ah, I hate this. Yeah, I hated him for a long time. <laughs> 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 I hated him and liked him for bringing money. Yeah. All right. So, um, uh, I think we've covered everything. I mean, we've talked all these questions that I said I was going to ask you. We really talked about along the way. Oh yeah. But promote, promoting shows, you say you did that. You do that on social media. Yeah. I've done it some. Uh, I get people to come to my show at Zany's, but I don't know how much of it is social media or what.
0: Yeah, I try to, so I I mean, with when the promoting promoting and getting people out is the weird thing where you're like, I don't really know, it's hard to tell what works and what doesn't. Some months it seems like it's this, so I mean, I, I just try to do it all. We have dedicated uh, Instagram pages for all the shows. We post clips of upcoming comics on there, like little 60-second short ones. And then you can promote them on Instagram and Facebook. So you can put up an ad and then target where that
1: ad goes and who sees right. it, and we try to you know target this show where the area is. And some people are really against it, right? Because they're they're spending yeah. money. But I used to spend like forty bucks a month uh, for my monthly show mm-hmm. on flyers. I would go print up forty bucks, forty fifty bucks for flyers, and then now uh, every everybody's looking at their phones far more than they are looking at telephone poles. Yeah. So if you can. Um, Put put forty dollars into a Facebook ad. Yeah, I feel like more people are going to see. Well, it. Well, that's a weird, just budget issue where it's like, hey, if you sell, how much money do you
0: make per ticket sold? How many tickets would you need to sell to make this ad worthwhile? If you put in forty bucks and you sell five tickets at ten bucks each, you've made your money. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a weird. Some people are like against investing in the show, and I mean, that's I guess that's fine. But I don't get it because, especially like when you start a show. I mean, at least when I do it, I'm pretty prepared to lose money at first. Because the idea is the show should get better and more people should find out about it. And, I mean, that's one of the things I will say is, like, pay comics on the show even if you lose money on the first couple. Because it just makes it a real show. And it makes it, like... If you're not paying people, I've definitely seen comics like we're not getting paid, I'm going to workshop new bits and kind of if right. you're paying them, you're like, hey, I'm paying you for a service, please do yeah. your best.
1: And also you're I'm less inclined to do show like even like locally, like I'm I do less now anyway, but it's like even before it's like if you're doing a local show and I know that I'm not getting paid, but I know that you're making money and I know that you're either donating it to charity or yeah. saying you're donating it to charity. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little less inclined to do your show because yeah. I'm like, I'm all about charity, but let me donate it on my own. Yeah, also, yeah, there's there's a lot of, uh,
0: you know, some portion of the proceeds go, and you're like, is the portion
1: uh, five cents? Is right. It, is it one dollar? Right. Uh, when I'm doing a show and I know they're making money and I'm not getting even a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, I feel like I'm just... Um, making money for you. It's also like just short sighted, where it's like I, I,
0: It makes me really happy when we can pay comics and can be like, hey, here's because you know I'm I'm a comic. I know it's hard to make money doing comedy. It's nice if they have options besides the club to make money, and it's nice to you know kind of, yeah. Like if you can yeah. pay them, it makes everybody feel good. And it, yeah. you know you might make whatever you paid them less, but who cares? If as long as you're still making some, that's great. Uh, yeah, well, that's a silly thing to not pay people.
1: Well, I think that's great. Yeah. I think we've done a good... Uh, we did a good advice to comments segment. Yeah. Uh, and now... We'll be riding wildfire. Music. We're talk about music. All right. uh, I'd like to end with asking about... Uh, you know, we've been talking a little bit about uh, music that we've been listening to. I've created a playlist on Spotify called... Uh, uh, it's called Top Five Country Songs. Maybe I'll maybe I'll edit that so that makes a little more sense. Is it more than five songs? It's way more. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna call it Dusty Slays Top Five Country Songs. If you want to check it out, because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get back into doing Top Five Country Songs videos on YouTube. Yeah. But I've I've want, I'm wanting to do it better. So I've got so involved. I got a green screen up here now. But I just bought two more sheets of this. Yeah. So I can have a huge green screen. Yeah. I don't know why I need a green screen I love a green screen yeah and uh the greener the better yeah so I got Dusty Slay's top five country songs if you want to listen to that and then w- something that I've been listening to lately I, uh me and Hannah were listening to well Hannah was forced to listen to it because I was but I was listening <laughs> to some uh Hank Williams senior yeah and I was playing one of my favorite songs and I'm only gonna play a bit of it here um but I'd like to and then and then I'd like to see if uh, Connor has a song oh I got some songs Um, and then I'm just gonna play a little bit of this right now it's called Hank Williams Ramblin' Man it's so good I can settle down and be doomed I hear no old rolling down the line. Then I heard it straight home and pack. And if I didn't go, I believe I'd blow. baby, but you gotta understand, when the Lord made me, he made a Wow, what a great song.
0: Yeah, it is. I love that every every decade has a song about, basically, I'd like to go on the road, and my whoever I'm dating does yeah. not seem to like it.
1: Yes, Which, yes. Which,
0: it's a, it's a never-ending problem.
1: I told Aaron Weber this, but I would like to listen to songs about traveling, especially for music or for yeah. being a cowboy, and just pretend like they're talking about comedy.
0: Oh, yeah, there's a song uh, called Six Days on the Road. There's a bunch of people oh, yeah. who do it. It's about like long-range trucking, I'm almost certain. Yeah, but Six I don't Days
1: know on the Road, and I'm a gonna make it. At home tonight. Great yeah. song, and yeah. I
0: love to pretend it's about open mic comedy. Oh yeah, I don't, there's some references that make it seem like it isn't, but I like to think maybe it is. Yeah, and it's a great, it's a great song. I love it too. Yeah, you said uh, I was trying to think of. There's one song I've been obsessed with uh, late recently. It's called Three More Days" by Ray Lamontagne. Okay, I'm I that. love it. Yeah. Great song, and then Ray a,
1: LaMontagne, yeah.
0: There's a version on YouTube. Uh, if you type in Ray LaMontagne, three more days, BBC,
1: it's a live version, and it's okay. like a little bit more aggressive, like oh, he's going yeah. for
0: it. It it's great, man. That song.
1: Yeah, he's so good. The problem with that song for me is that because that entire album that yeah. that song's on is amazing. Yeah. But I listened to that song first, and it's so unlike all of his other songs. Yeah. That I was like, oh, I don't like this guy. But once I forgot about Three More Days yeah. and went back, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, you, you kind of have to separate. They're different. Like, if you're into that song, you're probably not going to be into the rest of the album. But if you're in a different mood, you might be super into the album.
1: Yeah, and I that, mean... that
0: song is incredible.
1: Ray LaMontagne, that album is called um, Till the Sun Turns Black. Yeah, which is a little bit of an upsetting title. I don't yep. know what that means. It's, but, I think it's the end of the world, right? It's just Three More Days. Not your... Not my version, but a, but a great version of it. This was very popular. Sounds a little like Joe Cocker. Yeah. This song does. It's almost like feeling all right, like the intro yeah. kind of comes into it like that.
0: Three more days, girl, you know I will become a home. Three more days, girl, you know I will be coming home to you, I
1: know it's wrong to be so poor, I
0: know it's wrong to leave your soul.
1: All right, so, great, great song. song. Also could be
0: about, oh, Mike Tompkins. There's could a be. part where he says, you know, I know it's wrong to run the light, and you should always send your avails every month. But that, that, you know, I don't know. That might just be yeah. a different part of
1: the song. Then the song quickly turns into, not the song, the album. Yeah, very different. But, whoa, yeah. it's so good, Ray LaMontagne. Music to cry in a bathtub, too. I love this song. I could cry right now. Yeah. Stay here will you tell Alright, that's all we can play because I don't want people to get sad. But yeah. wow.
0: Well, if you had a voice like that, is there any chance you'd do anything besides?
1: Say, oh, absolutely not. No way. Absolutely. These are the comedians we like. Alright, so comedy, uh, I won't play any comedy, but I on the way back from Canada yesterday I listened and I was very tired. I listened to Tignataro One, yeah I had never listened to that Uh, and um, uh, let's see let's make sure that's what it's called good one yeah amazing yeah I loved it so funny sometimes you find an album from a person who's like real popular you haven't heard and you're like oh wow like I get this now this is great yes Uh, what about any comedy recommendations from you Oh, man. As far as... Uh, there's a lot of people who I think are really great, but I don't know if they have stuff on Spotify or easily okay. accessible.
0: Uh, we have one woman coming up who's going to be doing all the local shows I have, uh, and I think she she has a website. I'm sorry if I'm getting this wrong, but Katie Hughes from Atlanta. So oh, funny. Katie
1: Hughes, very funny.
0: So funny. Such a nice person. Uh, she's going to be doing the shows in Nashville. The show's coming up, and uh, she definitely has a website with some clips on there, and I think they're on Instagram, but... She's hilarious.
1: Uh, I, I really recommend checking her out if you can. Yeah, see. she's been here several times. She's been to my show several times. Let's see. Um, all right, so I just typed in Katie Hughes on uh, YouTube and did not come up with anything. So yeah. Katie Hughes comedy is what you'll need to type in. Yeah. And then she has several videos right up at the top. And she's so funny and, like, you know, nice person off stage, which not always the case that someone's both. Yeah,
0: H U G H. E-S. I think her Instagram handle is Katie Brews. But if I'm getting that wrong, uh, sorry, Katie, I didn't mean to.
1: But, yes, yeah, she's very funny. So, yeah, check her out uh, and uh, go to ConnorLarsoncomedy.com.
0: Yeah, or find me on Instagram. And I, if you don't mind, I'm just going to plug the shameless plug the local shows we've been talking about. Uh, yeah. July 25th, Thursday uh, at 730, we got a free show at Southern Grist Brewing, the one in East Nashville. July 26th, at Friday, uh, at 8 p.m., we have a show at Nashville Urban Winery, Punchwines Comedy Hour. You can find that on Instagram or Facebook. And then finally, Sunday, uh, July 28th, me and Ben Sawyer are hosting a show at the new Yazoo Tap Room. They just opened a new Yazoo Brewery Tap Room in Madison.
1: Super cool space. You should come check that out. And uh, you can get tickets for all this stuff online. Boom. And I hope people listen to that because as I've been doing this, Uh, Advice to comics, Uh, my views each week have gone down a little more. (laughs) uh,
0: (laughs) I've loved it. I'm still at a stage where I find all that stuff uh, very useful. I mean, I think no matter where you're at in your career, a lot of that advice is useful and –
1: well, so, I'm so just curious. trying to share advice. By no means am I trying to tell anyone how to do things.
0: No, but it, but you, you know, you're like, here's what I've learned. I'm about to yeah. do the Tonight Show again. That's right. that's pretty cool. There's some there's some stuff yeah. to listen to. I'm not saying you have to, but I, I would.
1: And I'm about to go have an interview with Jeff Foxworthy today yeah. as well.
0: Yeah, I'm, well, I'm going to go. I'm going to do something. Uh, yeah. I'm probably going to go. Maybe we will go to like the... There's a guy named Jeff at my gym. I'll probably go to the gym. Yeah, see what he's up to. See, there's a
1: guy named Tony Foxworthy out of Indianapolis. Okay. Too. He does I'm comedy. Gonna,
0: I'm going to send him a message. Yeah. Go Dusty's talking
1: to Jeff. I thought maybe I'd check in with you yeah you know? see what Tony's up to yeah he's probably not knocking right back Jeff's uh, he, Tony has a mustache too like Jeff Foxworthy but he doesn't he has a twisted Tony's like the hipster version of Jeff Foxworthy man can you imagine you Jeff... might be a hipster <laughs>
0: <laughs> if Tony Foxworthy or if Jeff Foxworthy came out next special with a twisted mustache yeah it would be just amazing yeah that, that would be a real career change.
1: if you've ever twisted your mustache <laughs> with anything besides beeswax you might be a hipster
0: <laughs> if you don't own a unicycle, yeah, that's a that's yeah. a great. That could be. You should
1: you should ask Jeff. If you that. own a bicycle with only one wheel <laughs> and you still ride it, you might be a hipster. I'm you writing mean, Tony Fox with his jokes right now. Yeah, you should. Oh man, that was great. Thank all you so right. much for having me. Yes. I really appreciate all it. All right, thank uh, you very much. And all right, thank you. We're having a good time.